This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Feel good. First, what's that game? Is that technically a game winner? First one. But, uh, Question. All right, here we go. Smart, looking, looking for Tatum. Gets it in. Tatum takes it. Makes it. Edwards says, "I am hot." Oh, oh, oh man! Kemba right away. Walker goes baseline, sends it back out to Smart. He'll try a three. Got it. Smart, same spot, same result. Haywood again comes away with it on the run. Bounce pass, Tatum! Hello and welcome to the Celtics Reddit Podcast. My name is Ben Vallis, a.k.a. Brutal Gash. Thank you as always for joining us. Coming up on the show, a special guest, Celtics Reddit moderator and friend of the show, Speak, is joining us to discuss the highlight field Geno game against the Pistons, what the immediate future looks like for the Celts, and the state of the subreddit. So, without any further ado, let's get straight to yesterday's chat with the wonderful Leetspeak. Okay, it is now my pleasure to welcome back to the podcast. It's been well over a year. Long-time Celtics fan, long-time Celtics Reddit mod, Leetspeak. Welcome, how's it going? Great, how about yourself, Ben? Yeah, doing really well, doing well. It's very hot here, I understand. It's, it's very cold there in, in Boston, so some, some contrasting backgrounds there. Yeah, it's definitely freezing here lately, but, you know, everyone's warm in spirits from the games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we should get right to that. Definitely a fun night for uh, for Celtics fans in a game where the Celtics had an 85% win probability, according to Mike and Tommy heading into this one. The Celtics pulled out 114-93 to 93 against the Pistons of Detroit. And let, let's just get one thing out of the way very quickly. Um, let's just say this now and have it apply to everything that we say for the rest of the podcast. This win was against the Pistons, right? So everything is kind of shaded by a caveat there. Yeah, they looked awful out there. Not to discredit us, but they really did look really bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It made made things very easy uh, for the Celtics, in particular Tatum and Brown. Um, I want to hear, I just want to get your general thoughts on the game, uh, like right off the top here, lead speak. Um, The first things that I think about are Tatum and Brown, but I want to hear things from your perspective. So um, let's get right into it. Yeah, you know, beyond those two who heavily contributed last game as well um, and seemed to be the highlight with Hayward out and Kemba, you know, taking a step back from his shoes that he filled at Horn in the uh, with the Hornets. I just think that he um, the duo has been really solid and I kind of take it for granted. I just sometimes I don't 
and realize, you know, they both racked up, say, 20 points. Um, it's also a funny coincidence. They always seem to have, like, the same number of points a couple of times yeah. um, uh, every so often. Cute. Yeah, but um, I thought there was a lot of weird stat lines in this game. Like, Grant Williams, you know, a guy who could, went, like, I think 0 from 24 from 3 uh-huh. um, to kick off all, to the entire season up until now, suddenly had 18 points. Um, he looks really good. And, you know, his strong suit has been defense. So, you know, I think it's a really good sign that if you can even nail a bucket, you know, just to help out um, our big five, which I see as the two J's, Kemba, Smart, and Hayward. Um, you know, any sort of bench power is, is great. So it's good to see him uh, light it up. Um, I was hoping Carson could kind of do that, you know, make one shot and start get, and get going. But I'm happy to see him in the G League. But um, beyond that, um, you know, Cantor's 18 rebounds were mo- uh, monstrous. Um, I think he's been yeah. really good on offense, but that, you know, that number just jumps out. I think he only had it in you know, less than like 20 minutes, all those rebounds, which is crazy to think about. And um, I thought he might struggle with, you know, Drummond and um, the big um, the big Pistons out there. But, you know, he looked really good. Um, granted, it was the Pistons, I guess, that, with that being said. <laughs> um, but I thought they, they also shined. Um, and Tice, I need to give him credit. I don't think we give him enough credit from last season to this season, you know, with Horford leaving, you know, do we need a big man? You know, he's not a big guy, but... He's done so well in his role, and um, you know tonight, um, I, I don't want it overlooked that he did really well. Um, and you know he had so many blocks, and he looks really aggressive. Um, his three point percentage has increased as well over the season. Yeah, all all great things. I think every game's a team win, so I feel like I could just always say like five guys off the top of my head really easily. Yeah, it's it's kind of the luxury of a, of a Celtics fan this year. Um, Daniel Tice, though, like in a game where where Drummond was on the court, we had the most dominant big man in the game, and then probably the second most dominant big big man was um, Enos Cantor, like you say. Um, there was a sequence there from Daniel Tice where I think he had he had a block from behind on uh, Andre Drummond, and then a putback dunk over him on the other end, and then came back down the floor and, and blocked Drummond again. And and Drummond just looked in all sorts like all game. He just had had nothing going, which is surprising like you you look at the rosters going in and and yeah the pistons like don't look very good on paper but the one standout is that you know quote unquote dominant big man in andre drummond and like tice tice just dominated him all game it was really good to see i know yeah i'm so happy for tice too i think he's he's looked so sharp for us i thought you know especially this season um him and wanamaker have really surprised me um and wanamaker already looked really good last season i always wanted him above rosier but i think he's Mm -hmm. even been far better he has some really bad turnovers here and there but him and tice are just killing it for us um so far this season you know beyond our core five that we talk about all the time sure yeah so let's run down the list here a couple of points to touch on Tatum and Brown, we mentioned them right at the top. You know, if you're a Jason Tatum and a Jalen Brown fan, this this was the game for you. And it started with, and this was kind of the story for the Celtics along with some great defense, which we'll get to, shot making. And in particular, shot making early from Jason Tatum. It's not a luxury that we've um, that we've afforded recently with Jason Tatum. And yet there's been a lot of good things to say about him, which just speaks to how well-rounded player he is. And now suddenly he comes out hot, hitting his first three shots in this game and just looks legit all round. And then you've got Jalen Brown backing him up. Um, I think that would... T- I'm, I'm going to mess this name up. Uh, I've got it written down. <laughs> I'm not even going to try and say it. Do you know the name I'm talking about on the Pistons? Like Svee Mikhailiuk? Did I get that right at all? They were just targeting... 
yeah, I, I wrote it down. I, I don't think uh, Mike and Tommy even even attempted it during the broadcast, <laughs> but uh, they were they were targeting him very early, and particularly Jalen Brown, who hit him with that devastating spin move and fade away late in the second quarter. Um, and these guys were just dominating the, the Pistons all game. So super fun showing from those two guys. Yeah, yeah, I. I think um, with um, the two Jays, either if like one of them just has a bad game, you know, I think there's like this fan base that supports the other and like rags on that person, the person that didn't do well. <laughs> but, you know, now yeah. they've just been doing it well together. Um, I will say I am, um, you know, I thought Jalen has looked much more improved than Tatum this season. Um, I think I think I'm with a, a majority on this from what I've seen from the subreddit, from Twitter, um, Celticsverse. Um, just, um, you know, even looking at stats, um, you know, Tatum's lower two-point percentage, three-point percentage, um, not by a lot, but, you know, it's it's gone down even from, you know, his first season to the second and now onto his third season. But, um, you know, the positive is, you know, he has so much more um, attempts um, at threes and, you know, at twos as well. And he's really, you know, especially the three game, I think he's been um, taking at least five more um uh, he's taking at least five more field goal attempts per game. Um, so he's, he's saying, you know, now I'm going to touch the ball more. And I think he needed that last year where he needed to ask for the ball more. So it's good to see that. Um, I just, um, you know, some of his floaters haven't looked really good. Um, he gets to the rim and then he can't finish, which I think, you know, might be that, you know, easier than actually driving there successfully. So um, I think he, you know, it's just crazy that he's 21 and he's can be so much better. Maybe I just think that, you know, he's like an automatic superstar, but um, I hope that he can increase his percentages um, over the season and just get better at maneuvering and finishing at the rim. Um, yeah, that's just something I have to say about Tatum. I hope I don't have the, the Tatum lovers, um, you know, yell at me about what I said about <laughs> that critique there. Yeah, they're out there. They're out there for sure. Um, I, I do think Tatum, he did himself dirty. I, I completely agree with what you're saying there, Lead Speak, with regards to the efficiency and that he's not always putting up... Um, like the Brad Stevens always goes on about making the right play, and that doesn't always manifest in Tatum's uh, shot selection. But he certainly was efficient in this game. I had it marked down at about halfway through the third quarter to bring up his efficiency. And then, of course, he goes at the end of the game and puts up a bunch of bricks and kind of ruins his uh, field goal percentage, uh, putting it down to a lowly 58.8%. Um, but it was good to see those shots kind of falling for, for Tatum. I, I feel like we could probably all agree that we've grown used to slow starts for Tatum where you expect his first few shots to miss before he kind of warms up uh, and starts making a few, but it was kind of the opposite of this game, which was nice to see. Jalen Brown, you mentioned um, much more efficient of a shooter, 69% of this game, nine of 13 from the field, uh, four for seven from three, including I think three back to back to back threes with one like nasty heat check in the middle uh to end the second quarter i believe um that was just an amazing sequence from Jalen brown yeah he like this game has just been him this entire season i think he's just been really consistent yeah. which i think we've all been really concerned about um in his past seasons up until now is consistency um and you know i think he's always had a trouble with um fouls but he looks so polished this season um, so efficient and you know his floaters look good his drives look good he's getting to the free throw line he's making free throws a lot better um, from 66% last season to 76% like a whole 10% better now and he's getting you know just more free throws like everything's looking really good you know the three point uh, for him like you know like you mentioned earlier that segment where I think he had like a ridiculous nine points in like a yeah. you know like a minute was wild to me yeah he looks really good I, you know I think the future is really bright especially with those two <laughs> 
Yeah, man, this game was so much fun. This this was kind of the game that you, I almost expected the Mavs game to be, the the game you play after having five days off. They really brought the energy in this game. Probably the, the garden crowd, which was electric tonight, probably had a lot to do with that. Yeah, the uh, the taco chance. Like, I was there, I think, for... Um... <laughs> Um, I just a summer league game, and I think the crowd went nuts for Taco even then. Um, which was, you know, I was just like, oh, it's the summer league. Maybe, you know, people are just like so excited for the games. But no, it's carried over. I went to another game where Taco was just there, and I th um, you know, on the bench. And there was like every time they, sh they showed him on the Jumbotron, the crowd goes wild. And I don't think you can even hear it um, on TV as much. I think like recently ESPN and um, NBC Sports have kind of tried to like get the noise down, especially for those loud fans that might be like swearing or something on the audio but um you can't even hear it but it's like playoff atmosphere every time taco is the center of attention yeah why not um, people love that guy he's a, a you know despite the um the standout physical dimensions like by all accounts he's a super nice dude as well so um you know good for him hopefully he gets a little bit more playing time and um and can put some like legitimate stuff down on the court i suppose and, and give people like more of a reason to cheer for him beyond the sort of um i don't know the, the magnitude of his character um just quickly on the on the tatum and brown stuff I, I feel like with gordo and smart out for a while now it's it's almost like we've had a sneak peek at this alternate timeline and we're seeing a heavy dose of the jays and like maybe that's not always been fun because after the first eight games of the season those expectations that we always talk about after last season like those expectations had kind of risen again um but like it has been pretty cool especially with the luxury i guess of knowing that whatever happens but we'll, we will get back to full strength with um with Marcus Smart and and Gordon Hayward. What what do you think's going to happen there, late speak? Once we get a, an actual solid sample size of this team, do you see us staying in that sort of two three seed spot and, and actually succeeding in the playoffs? Or do you think we're heading towards another second round exit? Yes, I I do think we will get there. I think we're gonna have a bump or two, meaning like maybe um, a couple of losses, maybe not in a row, but like in a group of games, like say a road trip. Um, just because I think um, we just have so much weapons right now and there are just times when someone's really hot so everyone just keeps passing to that person and then you know I think like uh, people um, are over generous with that we are overpassed with that being said you know Kemba um, you know, all the any of the core five um, that I don't think we're thinking of sometimes like the most uh, probable shot of going in of just rather get it to the hot hands. Um, I'm okay with not taking the field goal and making the shot. Or I don't care about points. So I think we're being, I, I think sometimes we've been over generous. I know we barely have seen that so far right now, just because I don't think there's even been a time when all our entire team's been healthy, which is crazy to think yeah. about. Um, but I, you know, I, 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 I hear the stupid takes of like, oh, Hayward's coming back. He's going to ruin, you know, our, our, our hot streak here and I'm like we've been so much worse without Hayward you know we so I think it'll just take some time to adjust back and um, maybe not even back you know just adjust to a team with so many different people to go to um, I think you know finding the best shot sometimes will be um, more difficult shot selection will be really important in those segments but I do think we'll maintain two to three seed um, I don't even think the other east coast teams have looked very good you know I know the Bucks are really hot right now and but the 76ers have you know while they beat us not too long ago um, I feel kind of iffy about them here and there um, especially um, I just think uh, you know that offensively they're concerning so I think you know with that being said and us you know having so much power and not you know I think our only problem is really knowing how to use, maximize everyone's potential in a game. Um, that's really it. 
Yeah, and I suppose in the in the playoffs as well, you know, your rotation, any any team's rotation shortens a little bit and, and maybe shot selection becomes less of a concern. Maybe we're we're rolling seven seven guys out on the court every night as opposed to nine or ten. So that that might ease things up. As far as the sixes, I have total confidence in any seven game series for Brad Stevens to outmaneuver Brett Brown, no matter the players on each roster. Um, and I think that we match up really well against Miami. They're obviously they've been a hot team lately, but we we beat them pretty decisively um, with with not our full complement um, quite recently as well. So um, interesting, but yeah, I, I just I can't wait to see like a month or two right of just the, the whole team together as we know them and everyone healthy and, and playing together and see what that looks like because that that first eight games of the season was really exciting and even then like we didn't have Cantor or Jalen for all of that. So, yeah, fingers yeah. crossed. I fully agree with that. And you know we have seven losses and. I think each of those were so close to us winning. You know, the Pacers game, the seventy, the last 76ers game, there was just, they were like, you know, down to like the wire where we played really ugly, but we got our shit together and ended up playing really well in the end to make it, you know, a really close game by one possession. So I think, you know, those were frustrating in the sense of not like last season, um, not to bring that up, but, you know, in the sense of not like a total collapse, you know, it's like, you know, we didn't play that well, but we, you know, we came out as a team stronger and, you know, tried to make it a game and it was just too little too late in the end for so many of those. So I think like, you know, we're even better than our record right now shows. Totally. Bringing it back to the Pistons game, and I mean, this is also important for what we just talked about. It's going to be what the Celtics lean on uh, for the rest of the regular season and certainly the playoffs, the defense. And yes, we, we did start this game against Detroit with our typically poor perimeter D. I think the first two shots by Detroit were like open perimeter shots. One was a long two. The other was a three. Um, but after that, I don't know if there's a metric for... Uh, pass attempts tipped out of bounds by the Celtics, but it seemed like every pass attempt Detroit made into the paint, there was some Celtics hands in there. We're like Goro from Mortal Kombat, just hands everywhere, deflecting the ball. But the Pistons just couldn't get a ball into the paint, which is really good to see. And we, we forced 25 turn, turnovers overall in the game. Yeah, yeah, that's really positive. Uh, I always get nervous. Um, we've given up so many open threes this season, uh, which they still nailed, especially like in the first half. But you know, our you know uh, us in the paint, you know, especially without a you know a true center, is really impressive to see us hold down the fort there. Uh, I definitely agree with that. Like every everyone is really upping their game on defense. Um, I thought you know shami has um, been really good um, filling in for Hayward um, when he was off with his hand. Um, and tonight as well um, has really stepped it up. And he's making threes now too, but more defensively uh-huh. on that level, I think he's been really impressive for us, um, especially because I think I was a I was a little down on him last season. Um, you know, I thought he couldn't do a lot of things right, but um, definitely on the defensive end, he stepped it up for us. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm excited for Shemi. It's good to see him get a little bit of an extended role, uh, a bit more burn while while Haywin and these guys are out. And yeah, like, like you mentioned, he's starting to hit some of those shots now, which... Early on, that was a concern, right? There was a lot of trades, Chevy Ojale talk. Um, and the, the one sort of decent thing that he did early in the season was defend Giannis really well. So now if he can finally start to hit some shots as, as well as um, continue that, that well-earned defense, then um, that's that's exciting. I've just realized um, as I'm running down my list here, I haven't been through the post-game thread. I haven't prepared any Reddit shout-outs, so we're just going to have to imp- improvise them um, on the fly. Uh, speaking of shout-outs, we got a, we got a good look at our top two draft picks, finally, in one game this year. Grant Williams and Romeo Langford. Um, thoughts? Thoughts on the rookies there, Leeds speak? Oh, yeah. Romeo looked great, I thought, like, getting to the rim. I mean, it was versus the 76ers. Uh, sorry, the Pistons. And I thought that, you know, they didn't... 
they probably weren't focused on him at all, but he moved really well. And it's so good to just see him after all of his um, list of injuries that were bogging him down so much that he couldn't even play, you know, summer league until this point. So I thought he moved really well. But um, I, I feel like, um, you know, it was just fleeting in this game that I, you know, he did some good, he made some good shots and he made some good, play, um, he looked good running out there. Um, but, you know, Grant was really, really great in the sense of he's been just awesome, you know, for with at his age, really high basketball IQ. Everyone's recognized it, his positioning, his defense. But, you know, I think what he was lacking was um, some offensive insight um, this entire season. So this game mm-hmm. really after, you know, everyone was like he made a three and they like forgot about everything. He actually looked really good. Like I thought in this entire season, his looks have, have looked good. He's also like just been passing a lot, um, even when he had good looks. But I think he has even the good IQ of knowing when, you know, he's not feeling it or even when he takes a shot that hasn't gone in, it was a good shot. So I thought um, finally seeing him nail the shots was really satisfying. You know, it wasn't just threes. He had some really good twos as well. I think he had one really nasty play that, that um, I think it was just like a fadeaway that like actually just sunk right in. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a Jalen fadeaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts about them? Uh, 80% from the field for, for Grant Williams. That was the standout stat just uh, scrolling through the box score at the end of the, at the, end of the game. Um, yeah, I agree. Like his looks have been great all season and um, it's not uncommon for a rookie to get a case of the yips um, in one or more facets of their game. And unfortunately for Grant Williams, who we're going to, Grant Williams rather, we're going to rely on him to be a bit of a stretch four. Um, hitting threes is, is going to be a huge uh, like success metric for him. So the fact that they're not only going down occasionally, but in the last couple of games, like he's shooting an elite percentage, obviously a small sample size, um, but that's really good to see. Here's a post-game thread shout out. User Beamslock says, like what I saw from Romeo, very smooth. Hopefully he can develop into a nice piece. Um, checked into the game. I, d- I didn't realize, uh, obviously I haven't been paying close enough attention that he hadn't scored an NBA bucket yet. And he checks in uh, immediately, like just like strong drive right at Drummond and finishes like right at the hoop. Obviously last year, we brought it up a couple of times. Um, like finishing at the hoop was a big problem for the Celtics. Now we've got multiple guys, Javante Green, who we'll get to, um, who can just like take it to the to the rack. So that was really good to see. Uh, and his defensive instincts, he did miss a couple of rotations there, which is just sort of classic rookie stuff. But um, I thought uh, ultimately, like he was really handsy with the rest of the Celtics defense and, and forced a couple of turnovers along the way. So really, really good showing. Yeah, yeah, I fully agree with that too. Really, really positive for the Celtics. I don't think I yeah. didn't expect like Grant Williams. I didn't know anything about Grant Williams going into the season. So I, you uh-huh. know, I think with like most rookies, I just didn't have most expectations. Um, you know, like old, se- uh, you know, past seasons of like uh, Jordan Mickey or you know James Young and like holding our hopes. So I've always had lower expectations. But these guys have been, <laughs> you know, Grant Williams has been absolutely phenomenal for us. Yeah, another Reddit shout-out. User Josh1 says, Grant Williams may be one of the most genuine dudes I've watched in Boston. We all know the candle story and how no one has ever done, no one has ever done something like that before, but watching him interact with the team and especially Taco tonight, guys just generally happy and excited for everyone around him. Loves to see his teammates succeed, and that's a guy we want long-term. Uh, yeah, I think to add to that comment by Josh1, like he's just the antithesis, probably along with Kemba as well, of all of the bad vibes from last year um and like taco as well i feel like there was a concerted effort by the front office to really recruit a group of guys that were just going to bring the good times to the celtics and uh you know we definitely saw that with gino tonight against the pistons so yeah yeah i think that's crazy and uh, i have to give kudos to grant i don't know if it was ever missed the candles that he gave out 
um, were also handmade. Um, they were made by himself, the, the candle wax. Um, oh, really? I hope that wasn't missed. There were a lot of highlight moments in this game. I, I made a list of them just off the top of my head after the game. I'm going to run through them. Tell me if I, if I missed any at all. But um, poor uh, Timmy is just going to be up all night, I think, uh, making this highlight reel because... I mean, he may as well just upload the whole game, but Javante Green, uh, who was great all game, he had this Air Jordan-style dunk, right, where he just flew in out of nowhere. Um, Jalen Brown with the dirty spin move fadeaway. Tice's sequence of blocks and the putback on Drummond, which we mentioned. Uh, JT Tatum had a, a dirty, like, I don't know what you call it, like a hezy jimbo or a, a crossover step back three over Drummond. And you can see the guys, like, mocking Drummond on the bench there, which was really cool. Grant Williams, multiple threes. Grant Williams, put back dunk. The Jalen stretch of threes, which we talked about. And then just everything to do with Taco Fall at the end of the game. Um, did I miss anything there? Yeah, oh, it was a long list. But I do remember Jalen um, fed a beautiful pass for a two-handed dunk to Tice. I don't know if you remember that one. That one was also really nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, long list yeah. tonight. I, I bet Timmy is at work already. I'd say so. Uh, a couple of cups of coffee and, and get to it, Timmy. Good luck there, mate. Um, Kemba Walker, not a great scoring night for him, um, but a season-high 11 assists. And uh, I guess it's it's one of the marks of a good team, right, where a guy like Kemba can be passive for a night and the other guys, in this case the Jays, can kind of carry the load there, even with like an extended injury list for the Celtics. Um, what are your thoughts on Kemba Walker so far, late speak? Like, does he... F- does he feel like a Celtic to you? Does he feel like one of the guys? Yeah, yeah, I definitely think he does. He's just really you know, like, you know, the opposite of Kyrie. And I don't want to make that comparison because he's always been this really genuine, nice person who um, wants the best for the entire team and the t- the players individually. You can see he just makes an effort, um, a person to person, and to make everyone feel welcome and trying to do their best to make the team better themselves. Um, I looked at it, like his stats, and really nothing's really stood out to me across what what he did from the Hornets. You know, I think like everything might be a little, lo- a tiny bit lower, like the minutes. Um, but he's been awesome at threes. You know, especially like the straightaway three, not a corner three, but the straightaway three um, has been so solid. Um, it's looked really good. It's gotten us, you know, the, a clutch moment. I think like I like to call Kemba um, our clutch, our, our, the, the dagger, just because he usually makes like a total FU3 towards the end of the game yeah. that really seals the deal. Um, so I think that's great. And, you know, tonight especially, I was so shocked that he only had two points and they were not, you know, from a field goal. They were two free throws. Um, he was two of three from the line. So that was his only points was two points. And I didn't know if it was going to be like 30 points or two, but I did know, know the uh, Tatum and Jalen were definitely carrying, um, doing the heavy lifting tonight. So that was just, uh, it was awesome in the sense that, you know, we were blowing out the Pistons without Kemba's help, like not even making a field goal. And I also liked that he didn't have that many um, field goal attempts in general. Maybe he knew he was ice cold or he was like, these guys are fire and ice and they're going to, you know, I'll let them do their thing. I'll step back because I know I trust them enough to do that and they don't need me right now. Um, so that was, I just thought it was just really good to see that, you know, no offense to his two points. I hope his stat line doesn't hurt. I don't know if it's actually his record low to date in a game played of the number of minutes he's played. What are yeah, your that's thoughts? a good yeah. question. Yeah. It's got to be close, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Reddit user KDO1592, just to back up your point there, says Kemba had two points and we won by 21, which really it's the mark of a, a well-rounded team. 
so obviously here at the Celtics Reddit podcast, we're huge fans of Celtic Reddit, having formulated a podcast based purely on its existence. Um, Leet Speak, you are a Celtics Reddit moderator. Can you tell us a little bit about the state of the sub, maybe some things that are going on behind the scenes there at the moment? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, shockingly, we're at 185,500 subscribers, um, which is absolutely crazy. I feel like I haven't been a mod that long, but I know when I joined, it was under 100,000. I think last season really drove in just a ton of um, new subscribers. But um, I know we actually have stats out for those interested um, in a past post about, you know, just the sudden influx of of subscribers and posts but it's really exciting but it's been challenging and just controlling um you know bad content that comes in irrelevant content um you know bad comments um that we hope you guys we hope that we shield you guys from um we did have um more mods join which has been absolutely fantastic for us and they've been um uh, a lot more active than us past admins but um i know we haven't done a great job just monitoring um you know sometimes like trade posts that come in suddenly like someone let's trade hayward you know like those kinds of posts <laughs> that just come in in waves and then you know they get um or people just posting like shit posts all the time so um with the new bods we've been keeping a better eye out and um with that being said we've had more time to roll things out um we've been trying to automate a lot more um we finally had time to um create new flares which we know we're long overdue so we hope um everyone's looking at the flares now um you have to change it on your computer pc you can't do it on your mobile phone but there's a lot there's like some hilarious ones um kudos to um comp engineer barbie our very our longest time um Boston Celtics mod who cares deeply for the sub. Um, I think she does a lot behind the scenes, so she doesn't actually post that much. But um, just kudos to the big t- the team in general. They've, um, you know, like you guys, we are massive fans. We all started as lurkers um, and posters and just ended up somehow as a moderator. Usually it was because we applied or we we stu- uh, we were asked to directly by the the exist the the past mods so sure. um you know some of them are parents some of them are you know wives husbands it's just you know we have our regular lives and we try to make time to moderate so you guys see the most current relevant um good stuff that you don't have to go to five different you know 5000 sources like twitter espn um all your different apps um hopefully the sub has that and you know the smart content the smart funny hilarious great content of our redditors like brutal gash here so um you know with that you know we're hoping to just continue to update the sidebar more you know so you can look at stats like the averages of our players you know their stats um up to date latest like updated daily um also the calendar you know updating the wins and losses um the calendar of events what's coming up and then maybe we'll we've done um trade information like salary caps in the past as well so we're open to feedback about that where we're just trying to get the most information possible on the reddit so it's like your one-stop shop for all celtics news and hot takes and everything wild every you know even celtics um weirdness is uh, definitely <laughs> prevalent it's in creeping our, in yeah it's, it's, <laughs> it's i think it sure. actually started from there and went to twitter that might be my hot take but you know uh-huh. i i feel like i you know i have a feeling that a lot of our top analysts on twitter um look at the subreddit or you know have like i don't know if there are somebody that we know that's a well-known redditor or like someone just lurks but they you know they look at the stuff and run with it because i feel like a lot of this you know a lot of the well-known memes now um i saw come from the reddit um, long before I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, I, li- I like to think so. I'm sure there's some, at least in the, the Celtics world, like some celebrities, uh, some well-known reporters who are, are probably prominent on Reddit as well. And we just have no idea who they are. But um, yeah, that's definitely the best thing about 
Celtics Reddit is just the consolidated, aggregated Celtics content all in the one place. You don't need to go anywhere else. Um, all the content's there. And to add to that, all the great people that you can converse with. And the fact that, you know, the mod team, you guys are doing a fantastic job of, um, of mitigating all of the... Um, how should we say it? The, the the shittier people who come in and um, and shit post and and shit talk people and, and generally just troll the the good members of the community. So no, you guys are doing a great job. It's definitely the first website that I visit every day when I wake up and the last one I check before I go to bed. And I know you know hundreds of people online who feel exactly the same way. So um, kudos to you guys. Thank you. It's really appreciated. Um, I now my instinctive reaction is not to look at like the new or the hot of the sub. It's actually to look at the mod queue to make sure there wasn't some you know like a flaming post or something like blaringly wrong, <laughs> um, like some really political post. Um, but I, I know that's my do. Sometimes I even don't even like I didn't even know I posted a certain stat. It was just wasn't posted yet. So I'm like, oh, I'm quick to try to get all the content, um, the best content to you guys. So I'm happy to do that um, for the team and. Um, I, I, you know, I hope if anyone has any concerns, I know about meme talk or, you know, um, any, any general feedback, um, just message, message the mods and we'll take a look, you know, we take the time to talk about things as a team. Um, and, you know, and think about, you know, what's in the best interest of the subreddit to make sure you guys get, you know, just your daily dose of Celtics, um, um, content and, um, and it's the best stuff that you can read from all the different sources. Well, there you go, Celtics Redditors, straight from the, the source there, straight from the, the Celtics mod team. So uh, that's great. Quickly, before we wrap this one up, the upcoming schedule, the Hornets are coming up. It's, it's Scary Terry's first game back in the garden. And then we've got the Christmas Day game or Boxing Day here in Australia, the Raps in Toronto, somewhere that we've not won in a very long time. Uh, add to that, Cantor may not actually make it um, due to various geopolitical reasons. Um Predictions, least speak for these two games coming up, two and zero, or um, or something else. I do think it will two zero. Um, I'm a little iffy about Toronto just because it's Christmas and people might be extra rowdy in their arena. And um, Toronto uh -huh. has great fans, but I'm feeling a two. I'm feeling really good right now about the team. You? Yeah, I'm feeling good, and particularly at the uh, the litany of injuries uh, happening for the Raptors right now. Um, if they were a full squad, uh, I would be wary. Uh, particularly because we've got some guys coming back who, who may not be necessarily in game shape. Um, but given given what's going on there for the Raptors, um, yeah, I'm thinking 2-0 and, oh and Scary Terry. Uh, really not all that scary when he's on that, that uh, Hornet squad, so I'm not particularly concerned there at all. But it's going to be a fun little stretch of games. Yeah, yeah. it's good. We're, I think we're seeing Gino again on Sunday, and um, it'll be a, a very Merry Christmas for us Celtics fans. I hope so. I hope so. We don't, we don't see enough of Gino lately. I was thinking that as uh, he came up on the Jumbotron uh, today. I just, I, I can't remember the last time we really saw him. So um, hopefully uh, many more Gino appearances in the near future. Yeah, I don't want to hold you guys any longer, but um, I saw on Twitter that it's actually the first time Gino made an appearance this season. And I thought wow. the threshold was, I think you have to, we, the Celtics have to be up like two by uh, 15 points by the the three or two minute mark, uh, maybe even the oh, five, okay. but I feel like we've accomplished that. And I just don't know if the, you know, the, the, uh, all the people behind the scenes were too busy celebrating that they forgot to put on Dino. <laughs> I feel like we, we should have seen more of him though. Yeah. Maybe the intern like lost the MP4 file or something like that for a little while, <laughs> but, um, I got it back. It's a, it's a good sign. Yeah. All right, Lead Speak. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. This has been great. Uh, it's been really, really nice talking to you and wishing you a very uh, happy holidays. <laughs> Thanks for having me on your awesome podcast. Thank you. 
Anytime. Thanks again. Thank you. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks again for tuning in. Please go ahead and subscribe to and rate the podcast. Think of it as a holiday gift back to us. In the meantime, I hope you've all got some time off to look forward to over the next week or so. We'll definitely be back before the new year. Until then, go Celtics. Peace. Peace.